to AI High School, right over. It's, um, right up Pennsylvania Avenue. There. Yeah. It'll be that way. That there. way. This way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, across the street from the high school, there's a cafe, a purebred cafe, where we would always go in the mornings, either after homeroom or whatever the fuck. And this was any other morning. It was we were wrapping up senior year. It was April twenty first. I remember very well because the Sunday was four twenty, and all the fucking kids in school Hell were like, yeah. "Oh, we don't have to skip this year because it's on Sun or it's on Sunday. We're gonna get fucking get stoned anyway." Anyway, I remember being a freshman. Right, we were seniors at this point. Oh, but it still happens to this fucking day. But no, I know. Anyway, it's the, the end of the year is important because at this point we don't give a shit about classes or anything that especially. I had, I think, three credits that year that I had to, had to have to graduate, and all the rest were study halls or uh, li- like I was a library aide because I could just get on the computer and look at graffiti forums all day <laughs> and fucking look at pictures from anyway. Anyway, 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 anyway. You were in your element. That's what you're trying to tell us. Sure. You were in a really strong point <clears throat> in your life. Sure. <laughs> so it was the period before long period so it was this. It was first homeroom. Say, it's the third third class of the day. It was like ten thirty in the morning. So we were like, "All right, Mrs. Whatever, we're gonna go out to Buffalo Wild Wings. Do you want anything?" Get it. And At she, ten a.m. Which is a total joke because like we're not going there, but we just wanted to mess with her. She was like, "I don't know what you're saying. I can't hear this. I don't know what you're talking about." And we were like, "All right, see you later." So we went to the we went to the purebred across the street, and then like boys always do. When we were coming back, like all year, all of our friends who got our first cars were driving like psychopaths as fast as we could through the back roads, especially AI is important because all those back roads back there, I know like the back of my hand, Mm -hmm. especially now being older, but my sister would take me on those roads too. My sister went to AI. My mom went to AI. Like I've, uh, those roads are windy and there's lots of hills and shit. So we were like, we were pulling up to the school and we were like, we looked at each other and my one friend was like, airtime? And then the other friend was like, airtime. And I was like, my, my friend JJ was driving. My friend Justin, who's not my friend anymore, was in the passenger seat. And I was in the, um, the, the, the back seat behind the passenger seat with, uh, with no seatbelt on that side of the car. So it was a 89 Bronco 2. Mm. So the only had back there was lap seatbelts. Mm. I took the lap seatbelt from the middle across myself so that I could have a seatbelt mm. because there wasn't one on the right-hand side for whatever reason. So we're gaining speed. We approach this hill that we've approached a dozen. And this is in the valley? Yes. Okay. Two dozen times at this point. This is Hillside Road. I can take you exactly to the I, spot. I, I think I know exactly where you're talking about. So yeah. we definitely catch some air. We're going 80 miles an hour at this point. We land, and then not immediately, immediately after, but soon after, like within a couple hundred feet, the road turns. So JJ's trying to turn, and he catches some of the grass on the uh, right-hand side of the car, and he loses control, and we hit a tree. So all I had on me was this mm. lap seatbelt. Just a lap, at 80 yeah. miles an hour. 80 miles and an hour. Bronco, just all metal. Bronco 2. 
Sure, yeah, yeah. But sequel. Yes, all, all, all American Steel at that point. So, JJ braced for impact. Or, or no, no, no. He broke his nose on the steering wheel and cracked his hip somehow. And Justin in the passenger seat went like this to brace for impact and broke, broke his wrist like in the growth plate somewhere. And I remember this so clearly. I instantaneously had the worst stomach ache of my life times 10. And like the car was, the car came to a complete stop and like, you're, you're not going anywhere. If you ever hit a tree, you're not going any fucking where. No. And unless you fucking take the tree out with you. Right. And this is an old thick ass tree. It's not going anywhere. It's not having anything to do with a car. Somehow, like nobody, I don't think anybody saw it happen, but there was traffic on this road. So somebody called it in and I don't actually remember like who got out of the car when or what. I couldn't because it was crunched up enough that I couldn't open the back door and I didn't want to either because I was in pain. I was hunched over. So when the medics arrived, they couldn't access me. Mm. So they had to bust in the window and stick a stretcher through the window and I had to kind of like roll onto it and they pulled me out like I was like a bag of dog food it seemed like <laughs> so they wheel me onto the street and they're like we gotta get him to the hospital now like fuck this car shit they called in a helicopter mm-hmm. helicopter was there in five minutes maybe less that's how you know it's really bad and then I remember going up in the helicopter the the uh, the EMT or the whoever was working in the helicopter was an asshole. Fuck that guy. He was yeah, like, fuck him. He was like, you need to calm down. Like, you need to like. I was like, I'm. I was like, I'm, I was in pain. I was like, I was like, I don't know where we're going. He's like, you need to relax. Like, not not wow. not calm. Not not like like obviously you have to yell in a helicopter because there's blades or whatever. But he was. His tone was a little off. Mm-hmm. Hey, but, relax. I'm doing my job. Right. <laughs> like, sorry. To Keep in- it down, down there. All right. <laughs> sorry. Oh, to- oh, did you go to school for this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Real you want to land the helicopter, tough guy? Like. <laughs> he. Anyway, it felt like. It felt like we were to Christiana Hospital in two minutes. It felt like no time at all. Oh, yeah, in a helicopter. So all I remember was we land, I'm getting wheeled into the hospital, into the intake or whatever, wherever the fuck we went, and I remember them cutting my clothes off with these Wait, scissors. time out. Were what? you freaking out? Because, uh, like, all of this is, like, pretty big indicators. Like, car accident, helicopter, they're, like, are you freaking out inside? What are you thinking? Let me Let me go back to it. I think I was, like... I was definitely, I was definitely, I knew I was in shock because I couldn't, like, I could, I I could, I understood what was going on around me and I could process it, but I was just like, what's going to happen next? Mm. Where am I going? My stomach hurts. Like, that's, that's pretty much the loop that was going through my head. So they cut off one of my favorite pairs of pants, sadly, and my shoes. They couldn't just take my shoes off. They cut, well, whatever, safety. They had to cut the pants, but. Well, maybe your I think feet, did your feet might have been injured, and maybe they didn't want to pull them. Nah, Probably. it was that dickhead helicopter guy. Yeah, he was, he was like, like cut, hey, the hey, cut the shoes too. <laughs> this kid really calm down. 
good pair of shoes too. <laughs> they were globes. I remember them. Oh. But anyway, rip. we're we're rolling through the hallways. I think at this point people in lab coats are or I don't know, definitely scrubs are around me asking me questions, don't remember anything else. So I woke up I was told I was in and out of like consciousness for the first couple of days because they they knew I was hurt by the seatbelt, but they didn't know to the extent yet because I didn't have any wounds. Right, it's all internal. It's all mm-hmm. internal. So they would treat me for something. I would immediately start going into shock, and then I'd have to get ru- and and then they were like, "We're gonna put a wound." Like they had to go in t- inside, and they're like, "We need to see what's going on in there. We need to try this." They put a wound back on me, like a big, big, thick-ass Band-Aid that's mm-hmm. like, it's like probably like like seven-eighths of an inch thick or less, but it goes across your whole abdomen, and... You're, did, you're not remembering this? As- <clears throat> I, I only remember this from photos. Okay. So you don't know if like you were on, like the level of discomfort that's happening? No. I, okay. Well... The only, like, I have flashes of it, like, like, mo- like I have, like, a couple moments that stick out in my head. Like, one time, I'm proud of myself for doing this, too. A bunch of the kids from my high school had, like, people were coming to see me like crazy from high school. Because everybody thought I was dead at that point. Mm. And in one of my, like, uh, moments of consciousness... I had them dismiss the whole, empty the room. I was like, I don't want these people in here. I don't like any of them. <laughs> I want my mom or, or I want my friends and nobody else. You're like, let's get some shit straight, first off. <laughs> first of all, I don't care about none of you motherfuckers. I don't like a single one of you. You <laughs> called me an asshole. You called me a loser. I was, you owe me lunch. I was called Tom A is gay. My entire life oh my in high school, God. because I was the weird kid who wasn't like talking to girls and stuff. I was on some other shit. Graffiti for you were on some yeah, Banksy face. <laughs> sure. So Google. I, so the anyway to get back like the surgery part. It was the surgery thing was trial and error for a while, and it took them a couple times to realize I was going septic because I had perforated my bowel with the seatbelt. So, if you don't know what septic shock is, it's when shit gets into your bloodstream and you fucking start freaking out. And you can die. And you can die. Yeah, the freaking out part is dying, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have memory of that stuff. I, I, remember the, I remember a moment in the room. I remember the photo being taken, which I can, I can pull up still. It's on my, my old Facebook. <laughs> Luckily, it's not deleted, whatever, but... Um, a couple more days went by, and I was five surgeries in at this point. And Jesus they, Christ. They put a colostomy bag on me and an ileostomy bag underneath of it mm. because my bowels were so badly damaged that they were like, we need to just cut the shit off so that it can heal properly. Makes sense. And I was on bed rest for 10 months. <sighs> 10 months. I turned 18 on bed rest. Oof. And before that, I was running all over Hell and Creation, skateboarding, like sneaking out at night, going to parties. Like my life was literally like paused. Mm. 
for the better part of a year. And then uh, later was surgery number six, and they fixed it all the following year. But I think I, I died definitely once, possibly twice, either from the septic shock or something in surgery, and I had to get like brought back. But again, I have no memory of it. Yeah. Except for that, like, I didn't experience anything at all. That's super wild because this, that's the, this is actually the first time you've told me the whole story, like, in, in detail. The gory details. Like, I always thought the car accident, like, the, everything with, like, your, your, your intestines and your stomach and all of that, I always thought, like, when you hit the tree, that, like, piece of the car came in and sliced yeah, you. Yeah, I thought it was, like, I thought I it had, was, like, visible injuries. I had no idea it was the seatbelt just fucking did it the scars are from emergency surgery well i know yeah well yeah they were like they were like we got to get in there now and like fucking yeah that's wild i I always thought it was yeah like you got cut open because of the car accident nah i wish it was something that obvious but it's not it was it was much much more invasive actually or maybe invasive in a different way i don't know but it's crazy that they didn't know they couldn't tell. Yeah. Or or maybe I I don't that they have like one job. I posit it's to know. And may, it feels like common sense. Well, it's, it's right. It's right well, there. I've, look at the look at the inside part. We should just be <laughs> surgeons, Kels. Nobody would. Yeah. Die. You went in the wrong medical field. <laughs> yeah, we did. We we can still make moves. We could well, go that to just medical re- school. That reminds me, like it, the reason why I think like you you were complaining like oh my stomach hurts my stomach hurts and and all of that like. They probably did what they could with like tests and and all of that, but like I remember, X-rays. like the human body is so resilient and so like insane, but also so stupid at the same time. Because like my sister, um, when she was, I, I don't remember how old she was. Like we were young. I think I was like I was like five or six. She broke her collarbone, but she kept complaining about her leg hurting. Hmm. Like she was like, oh, like she. It was funny. She like got on the counter and like tried to get something out of the cabinet and just went bloop. Oh, <laughs> so fuck off. Um, but she was just crying about her leg hurting, her leg hurting, her leg hurting, her leg hurting. So my mom took her to the hospital and they were like, "There's nothing wrong with her leg, but that doesn't look right." And they like saw her collarbone uh, and they were like, "Yeah, her collarbone's broken." <laughs> yeah, how does that work? I don't know. She was just. Nothing with her arms. She was she could like the kid moving her arms. No complaints hmm. up here. She was just crying about her leg hurting. Like, hmm. I I think that it was like a combination of first they try X rays, then they might yeah. they might, might try a something. cat scan. Yeah, and somebody <clears throat> has to look for that on a cat scan and realize what's going on. Blood tests. I don't know. I don't fucking. Know. There was. I went to, it was actually Christiana Hospital too. I was like when I was like 22, 20, I forget how old I was, but like I, my, I had this weird situation where like I had a fever and then I would check my temperature. It was like a hundred. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna lay on the couch. Check my temperature again. It's 96. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. So it's low. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, check it again. It's 96. Check it again. 96. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just like chill out. Check it again. It's 101. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I definitely have a fever. Let me check it again. It's 95. Like, it kept going down, and then, like, it went up to, like, 102, like, almost 103, and I was like, Mom, I, I take me to the hospital. Like, I don't feel right. Like, Something's off. Bad thermometer. <clears throat> yeah, I think the thermometer was fucked, but all I remember the is getting... Thermometer's <laughs> not thermometering. Yeah, I got to the hospital, and I passed out. 
like they gave me like a like a cot to sleep in the hall like the laying in the hallway and i was out oh i thought you meant like you fell or something no like i was just out and i don't remember anything until like they rolled me in somewhere else um they did blood work they did a cat scan uh they even gave me a fucking spinal tap oh my god that's very invasive apparently um my my temperature was up like high like i think yeah, like it read it i think it read like, a, for, like meningitis or something i think it went like up to like 104 or like almost yeah that's like really it was high, high as sh- like i think a, a 103 is what the thermometer read i was like mom we gotta go but um they did all of this shit everything came back like we don't know they gave me an iv and i was fine within like a few hours and they just hmm. dehydrated probably sent me home. <laughs> Probably I don't didn't know. Drink any water. Probably just needed a banana. <laughs> but like that's another yeah. thing too. Is like they're like, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's yeah. try Generally, this. you don't want to be this. more invasive than you need to be. Right. But now, in when your, they did this, case, when they told me about the spinal tap, I was fucking terrified because um, there's a girl I went to middle school with that died. I think my freshman year or something like that. Like after after middle school, she got a spinal tap and they slipped and instantly dead whoa yeah and then, like when they told me they had to do that the whole time i'm sitting here i'm like i'm like trying to stay still that like as much common, though right i don't think it is Sounds i think like a fluke. No, yeah that's i think like a... i think that was like a oopsie doopsie and yeah, a little bit <laughs> it's a big oopsie whoopsie <laughs> did we do a fucky wucky <laughs> they did a fucky wucky <laughs> jesus wow. yeah it's not hitting a curb in a nissan altima it's <laughs> this is <laughs> someone's life um, but yeah, I just that was in my head the whole time. I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. But yeah, I don't know. I think like I feel like sometimes like medical, like no offense to you guys, but like oh, that's the medical call- offense. The medical field is just like <laughs> that's see why, what this does. That's why they call it, is, it a practice. It I know. Is, yeah, that's you're not wrong. So much yeah. of Heck things yeah. is is trial and error. Like I I've been in so many situations where I'm like training people where I'm like I am gonna try this. It's probably not gonna work then we'll try these other things and hope that it works. And you just hope somebody doesn't get hurt in the process. Well, when you're dealing with like people and personalities, like you're not going to know until you try something. But like, I don't know. I feel like there's some things that are just like, so like, like your situation with like your intestine, like hindsight's always 20. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like that should have been something that could have been caught on like a cat scan or again, this is a big fucking maybe. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Well, my question is like... That's why I'm not a doctor. <laughs> it sounds like that would change like your life trajectory in a lot of ways. Yeah, right? probably. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how did that change things for you? If if at all. I don't know. I've never thought about where I was going. Well, I never once thought about where I was going before. Yeah. Mm. Let alone after. I Before, I didn't give a shit about anything. I mean, I still, I'm still nihilistic in a way like that, but right. at least I know, I know like where I want to end up. Dumb at question least. as your friend. Were you straight edge before the accident? No. After the accident? Long after. Long, yeah. okay. Oh, once, once I was recovered, I was fucking ripping and roaring. Yeah. Cause I, I, since I I've that. known you at least, you were, you were straight edge. So. Yeah. It was becoming a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went. Oh, that's right. You did have like a party. I remember you younger. Yes. That shows. Yeah, you were a party kid. I remember that. You can't. You can't be like. You you can't be a a straight edge, let alone a 
a, a good a good sober person unless you've done it before especially if you come <clears throat> back from like the edge of darkness well there's there's also some people too who are like probably seen a lot of people like um oh, well you know what that, there's a bunch of people yeah. i know that are like that like my brother was like it. that yeah. he didn't really experience it but he watched his friends yeah. do a bunch of dumb stuff and he was like well, he's close poor family enough. brothers sisters yeah yeah, yeah. you close you're close enough to it you at least you have that's still first some kind experience. of darkness is what you're thinking are like you still seeing. straight edge mm-hmm. i am like i don't i don't like acknowledge it anymore but i i am. just assumed yeah mm-hmm. All my friends that are actually still edge, like it's not like a light. It's not like this is. I'm straight edge. It's just you just are. And yeah. Like. Yeah, I feel like people don't talk about it like they used to. Well, not in our age. I sure. Hope yeah. Not. I think it gets to the point where it's just like you do it for yourself and like not. I mean, a lot of people, yes, they're doing it for themselves. But what I could say is, everyone I know that like claimed and then broke within a few years, like were they doing it for themselves? No. Yeah, exactly. Probably not. Exactly. Well, another reason it doesn't get brought up a lot. Would you like to explain what straight edge is to a non? Oh yeah. Corman, I don't think so. To a to a non what? What does your band sound like? What are you listening to? Well, that's why everyone thought I was straight edge because how my band sounded <laughs> back in the day. No. Explain it to Nikita. What yeah. the straight edge? Yeah. The edge. The term. It is a. It is a. A, uh, it's a decision to abstain from alcohol, tobacco, and drugs, including and promiscuous sex. Promiscuous which sex. That in the let's original talk about tenets. How, let's talk was, about how many straight edge bands don't do that. That's not <laughs> right. true. It's not true. That was uh-huh. it was co-opted a little bit later by some of the hardline people. Those mm. people are sick. Yeah. Head because it was like a mental illness. Like you know how Christian hardcore was a thing. Mm-hmm. There were yeah. hardline <laughs> came out of that. They were like, they were like you're like you're not even like you shouldn't even have caffeine. You shouldn't even have That's sex. True. Yeah. But it's it's like it's associated with like hardcore. Yes. Punk. And like music. militant straight edge kids. Yeah. Garrett and Tingle were in that that Barf. camp back in the day. Barf. Yeah. Well, that, they, I'm not saying they they were perceived to be in that camp back in the day. It's like, like a, it's I like personally sub- don't Max think too. any of them were mm-hmm. like that. But even Max, like Max. I always mm-hmm. big time. Yeah, those are, those are all three of those people. Everyone was like, "Don't smoke around them." I'm like, what? why? And I just did it. Like, Mikey's the one who's like, "I do it constantly." What like, what the fuck you talking? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? What don't like? like they've never said a word. My life is sitting with a cup of coffee and smoking a cigarette out front of corner diner. What do you mean no? Like, and I just did it, and like, still friends it, with them. It's still like cool a with subculture them. within a subculture, uh, if you will. That's what I'm finding out. Yeah. yeah. I want to circle back to your question though, because you said, um, like, how did it change? Yeah. Stuff? If any, if at all. So I, for a while, I felt fucking invincible, mm. especially with the party and shit. Yeah. I was redlining. Just wanted to fight God every day. I wanted to, I wanted to fucking either have fun or be drunk until I couldn't be drunk or, like, con- like I was going to work drunk. Like oh, I had to be yeah. driven. I have a lot of thoughts. I on had that. to be driven places. <laughs> so curious. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Like what? Well, like, I think Nikita can speak to that. Ooh, let's yeah, do it. she's yeah, she's better than that. Yeah. I yeah. just get curious about like. 
so I think of an 18 year old guy at that time and like his entire health is just like crumbled and shattered. Cause like every 18 year old thinks they're invincible, right? That's like what happens at I'd that say, age. Yeah, mostly. Most, yeah. So then you have this experience where your life and also your physical health is just like for 10 months. So basically a whole year mm-hmm. just doesn't exist. And then you go out and you're kind of like living this, uh, this party animal kind of life it almost feels like you're inviting that a little bit like saying how far can you push that mm. yeah that to me is a trauma response i mean Probably. that's why i wanted to see like if it at I the time if that's of, what it felt like or if it was i bet deep down it was yeah my Be- very the surface i can just will. see it as like you woke up you're like that didn't kill me let's fucking let's go. fuck yeah like <laughs> cool it was like shit like fifth gear let's go it wasn't like night and day like all right time to go it was like right it gradually started and then it, yeah. it was a snowball and it fucking first it was times two then times four then times eight you know what i mean yeah and then i had a really 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 bad experience uh labor day 2010 i got i had a awful time and then I got about two hours of sleep, went to work the next morning at 9 a.m. I was like 50 minutes late because I went from the bottom corner of Delaware to the Newcastle Pet Boys. I know where the Newcastle Pet Boys is. Yeah, the really shitty one. Where were you in the bottom corner? Were you Lewis, Rehoboth? It was... Dewey? No, no, no. Not, Not the beach side, the other corner. Oh, Bumfuck? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was like... That's what it's it, called, right? Yeah, it was one of those one of those towns but that barely have a name like Marydale or something. One of those towns that voted for Trump. Definitely. <laughs> Picture them people. But I went to work still drunk and then from that from that day on I was like no more, never again. I will never do this again. There was no consequence for you showing up late and all that. It was just like a mental shift. Yep. Interesting. That especially That's like really how much you were getting drunk to it's not like you were like i'm just out here for a good time you were like so intoxicated at all points of life it's mm-hmm. like uh addiction at that point like that's what it yeah, mirrors how do you in that just way turn it, how do you so turn like it off it makes me wonder what the avoidance was i know i just i decided and i was i was around other straight edge people and i was like well they seem happy in some way yeah like they're having fun another way maybe that was just your way of processing this really crazy maybe i guess i guess so briefly it was i was trying to fucking uh numb my mind if you will Mm -hmm. yeah because like what are coping strategies to 18 to 25 to 30 year olds it's alcohol Mm -hmm. by that time i had just turned 19 and then i was it's like almost like time and place Mm -hmm. traumatic event you're 19 what is everybody doing true drinking Absolutely. Oh, I went to senior week. Oh, I went yeah. to not the year I graduated, obviously, but the following. Mm. That was my first foray into like constant. Okay. Fucking like balls to the wall shit. It's so normalized. Like alcoholism is very normalized. People think that that's like, it's it's supposed to be typical to just go out and just get fucking hammered. Or live at a beach house with four other guys your age. And you do you drink no water and nothing but alcoholic things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't have room to talk right now. But <laughs> you're awfully quiet. Smash, <laughs> smashes five PBRs. That's only been three. 
Well, this would be three. It is Friday night. This would be three. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm like I. I just I don't know like if it's a long especially a long day of work or a long week I'm like I just need a beer just I relax guess. like just zone out and I never liked beer see, that's a that's a thing though is like I had to trick myself into I like got it. into a beer snob not a beer snob phase but clearly like not. clearly not <laughs> clearly not not like a phase of like oh, I'm gonna go drink all this yeah I only drink I beers that are micro brewers I won't even touch a 24 yeah. pack yeah <laughs> no but like as far as like the fl- taste and stuff like that i, I, I just like it like I, li- I like the taste of beer okay like so and it grabs shitty beer. and like there's a lot of stuff too like you just alcohol in general like wines um like pa- wine pairings with food and like i can see certain types of drinks like pairing with like f- especially with food like i but. if there's one thing i love in this world purely that is cuisine i could see the appeal <laughs> I could see the because I can see the appeal of a really good wine pairing with something that's delicious. I just immediately thought like kids' cuisine. You remember those? Oh, fucking oh kids' cuisine is the shit. <laughs> those things were fucking. Awesome. Or lean cuisine. Why is that coming to me as well? <laughs> yeah, just I don't know. All I can think of, cuisine. all I can think of right now is like a lunchable. That's I'll like fuck up a lunchable on, right now. Like a lunchable that comes with like a pouch that's like you know Modella, and you just. <laughs> <laughs> White cloth, or like wine, like or red, like a nice like Zinfandel. And Wait, like a- <laughs> why has nobody done that? That's an adult lunchable, I, an adult lunchable that has alcohol in it. Whoa, that's, 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 prob- that's, that's probably TM 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 TM. We're trademarking that charcuterie board lunchable. Want bag of wine inside of it? Yeah, what kind? You got to call. All right, hold on. Coming from hold on. Coming from the straight edge, what what type of wine we we putting in here? Yeah, he's I would not. Just... He's he's the cuisine. Okay. You're the you're the beverage. All right. What are we putting in this lunchable? Um, are we so... gonna call it chewable? All right. Chewable. <laughs> lunchable is chewable. Yeah. Chartreutable. Chartreutable. You have to be able to say that, and I feel like I'm yeah, not gonna be able. Can to Can we just say call that. it meat and cheese, John? <laughs> ew, 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 ew. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I really don't like that. Oh, um. Man. Oh, we got. We're doing a, we're wine and cheese. All right, wine, cheese, and meats. Mm-hmm. Got to go provolone. We got to put some provolone in there. I love provolone. We're putting provolone in Are there. Are we hungry? Extra, extra sharp. I'm starving. Is that what's happening right now? Go eat some of those fucking donuts. That I, <sighs> I I'm about that. to fuck up about three uh, pepperoni pizza lunchables. Right yeah, now. so I hear that you're saying cheese, like we're going to cheese, but I feel like we have to do the pizza lunchable. Like that's that's the quintessential lunchable. Yeah. I and that has it. to be the yeah. starting point. You know what I mean? So it's just gonna come with PBR. <laughs> Beer and pizza is like a certified a thing, hit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it goes together really well. But it's I hard can, to eat attest. a lot of pizza if you're drinking a lot of beer though. Mm. That's I'd why that l- lunchable size is so ideal for this oh, scenario. Oh my god! You get a little, mini, a little eight ounce can. You're selling me on it. Let's fucking do this. I mean, you guys sold me on it first. I'm I'm now just showing up to to <laughs> see yeah, it come to life. You're, we're just here. You're an advisor. <laughs> yeah. We need you for marketing. I'm here for you because you're um, so approachable. Uh, you're a te- you're a test market. Yeah, that's you. Isn't yeah. there isn't there a lot of psychology goes in the marketing, right? Oh, yeah. oh tons yeah yeah but those people are corrupt because they only want money 
It's capitalist. It's that's very. That sounds I very o, true. IO psychologists. I can't blame them. Then. That's a pretty sweet they job. Get stupid money that, working for big organizations. That is one of the most fascinating things in the world to me. Like Mar- marketing psychology. Like I went to a pretty prestigious school for behavior analysis, and like the dudes that were like in organizational industrial organizational psych i was like yeah they're y'all are scumbags yeah they're crypto bros now <laughs> they act like scumbags they, they looked like they scumbags i was like i'm having Elon kids Musk with wall. autism <laughs> you're working for kellogg yeah they probably jerk off the pictures of elon musk probably. now maybe they probably have computer rooms too yep hmm Damn, how did I end up shitting on them? Yeah. I don't know. We, we made it. We, we, well, we made it. I don't know. Marketing. Lunchables. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Churchutables. Our genius idea. That's how. Yeah. Now, I know like we derailed a little bit, but... Uh, what? No way. <laughs> us derailing? <laughs> um, no, I had a question for you, though. Like, you mentioned working from home. Oh, I wanted to get back to so, this. So, yeah, yeah. Which you, one of us? Nikita? Nikita, yeah. You mentioned working from home. Yeah. And you do, you're a therapist. Yeah. Okay. What do you? Th- what are your thoughts on, like, so I don't know, you never said who you work for, really. Yeah, um, she did. She, she plugged, plugged business. it. She, she did. Well, I, th- oh, wait, yeah, I thought, that was, oh, I thought that was something else. I thought you were talking about someone you used to work for or have worked with. What she said was she works for a group practice and <clears throat> she does a private practice. Okay, so I can say this, what I was going to say then. Perfect. On the side. Ha- what are your thoughts on BetterHelp? Like, oh, stuff I was like going to ask that fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. I hear it. really mixed things. Because I, one of the things I do for Riverwards is I conduct a lot of our intakes, which means like people coming in to seek services, I meet with them first. And then because I know all of our therapists, I kind of help them match. That's like one of their biggest selling points. Like, we'll match you mm-hmm. with the perfect therapist mm-hmm. for you. Take Have you take a fucking survey and mm-hmm. do this. Well, they also have built in, you can switch therapists as many times as you want and we'll mm-hmm. just, which is probably what that's really about because... I've heard mixed things about BetterHelp. I have I have a thought on BetterHelp that I don't know if you... Um, I've heard that BetterHelp um, sells your information that was and a, data. I was going to get to that, mm. yeah. To, yeah. I've heard this as well. Um, I don't know, if, I don't know wh- where they're selling it, but that's been, I think, a big criticism well, from a lot of other like well, actual therapists. I wonder if it's in the terms. Every, well, I, it, every app does that, and they were like, I don't know if it's in their terms, but they publicly had said, like, no, we're not going to sell your data. We're not oh, gonna, yeah. Like, we're not going to, yeah, we're, it's, well, this they is strictly. Were, they, they do. And then they did it because money yeah. talks, bullshit walks. Like, that's, so they just said, fuck it. Yeah, so I think a lot of, at least from what I've seen on the internet, that's, like, one of the biggest criticisms. And I think that and this is true for my field as well. When you have big organizations that are offering such wide array of services, like it's almost impossible to ensure quality. Yep. And bigger- not only are you like not ensuring quality, but there's no quality control. So like if something bad does happen or if something quality isn't going on, there might not be a checks and balances. Not to say that there isn't, but it's that in my mind, like, because I, I just worked for an organization that was a big organization that was very money driven mm-hmm. and the quality of the services declined. And that's why I left. Yep. And uh, like you said, a, a corporation or a company that gets that size, all they care about is the bottom line. Yeah. That's why I left retail. Right. Like, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Especially 
with big big enough companies like that that are publicly traded that mm-hmm. have stockholders to answer to. Mm-hmm. They don't care about quality control. Because okay. you like you have a supervisor to answer to. I have a supervisor. Like you know, we're constantly monitored and we get feedback and like people are constantly ensuring we are providing quality services. At least in my so in w- my with that too. Like um, like if you were doing like a session, do you have like does your supervisor like want like watch the session or have like an any type of actual like live insight or so that's what i was just going to add on to based on what kels was just saying too at this point when i have my licensure i i am not required like there's no rules that say i have to seek supervision mm-hmm. or that i need to have people <laughs> consult me on my cases or i have an ethical obligation of like if i'm unsure about something or if i need help i have to you pursue have to ask for it Exactly. But there isn't like the same stipulation as pre-licensure or certainly when I was in grad school, like half of my grad school program was basically doing therapy acts, but then having people watch you or videotape mm-hmm. it and then having people critique you and tell you. Makes sense. Okay. Feedback. Yeah. It's just like an apprenticeship. Or yeah. Like, you're just like, like looking I, and you can like look back and like learn. Yeah. Like, I answer to my controller. <clears throat> yeah. Same but thing. I guess like also too, like not like better help as a company but like that concept that model, that model like what do you like what do you how do you guys feel about that type of model it's a money-making thing so like i know i get emails from them constantly where they're asking me to also be like a supervisor to their uh, therapist mm-hmm. as well okay. and i know that they are not paying well which then leaves me with a question of like if a therapist can go to many other practices and make much <laughs> more money who are the therapists that are deciding to stay with better help when they could be aligned with others that are providing is it them all and just, paying them much and better. I'm a little bit like, like even though like every fucking podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mm. Um, Marketing. Yeah, I know. But like, I don't know much about it. Like, is it just like texting? Like, is that really all it is? Is just texting That's somebody? another thing that's involved in it that I would absolutely never sign on to. Yeah. It's not ethical at all to me, but they do offer that, that you can text your therapist like, like all day, hey, I'm having day. a hard time. Do you have any advice for me type of yeah, a thing? Yeah, that's not... I, that's a 24-7 job. I don't job. know how much, like, how much research and evidence oh base God. is there for effective services when you're texting if there's i doubt that there's any research on the efficacy of therapy when that when uh, that's happening i'm wondering how long it'll be until like ai is just handling (laughs) that's scary like we're fucking close to that like honestly as someone who has used the services of better help before i can tell you firsthand oh tell tell us about it oh go so it's not so much that you can like text them and they get like a fucking like push notification like an iMessage but it's it's more like like you send them a message in the chat in the app uh, okay yeah. and it's it's probably they, they probably get an email yeah saying that your your patient such and such sent you a message but still like dude email piling up like that like with oh. these messages especially with these messages and it's like oh, I don't know how they actually have it but like that's still gotta be like Dude, I get emails of dumb shit with work, and I'm just like, get pissed I, off, like, I don't, like at ten o'clock at night. I assume it's dependent on the the, the therapist, like yeah. How, how active they are on their phone, or I, how much I they're would combing be through. Surprised that a therapist would use it. In I got that a lot capacity. on that. City, heck yeah. Get I mean, one, you guys are totally <laughs> right. Like time wise, like who no no therapist that's working full time has the time to respond that way. Mm-hmm. But then, like, yeah, it's not Uber. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this, these are people's fucking it's lives, not too. Fucking like, smarter child, either. 
Yeah, I forgot about that. Good yeah. reference. Don't worry. I don't know Good that call back. No. Smarter Child was a like you know AIM. Yeah. Smarter Child was uh, essentially essentially it was Chat GPT twenty years ago because mm-hmm. it was just a robot that you could talk to on AIM. Yeah. Oh, I loved those robots. Wait, go back. There yeah, I was going to say. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. Because this thing, this is, I find very interesting. Because I, something I also know from working with people is how little people talk about what the therapy process is, can look like, the variation thereof, and this feels like that touches right on that. Because if I have a client, because this happens to me all the time, like if I have a client that's maybe talking to me about work stress, like Betty at work that they are annoyed with because she's eating their yogurt. Dude, fuck Betty. Right, fuck her. But then they message me 10 minutes after session and they're like, I had this argument with my dad and like it made me feel like this. Mm. My first thought is like, what is the attachment and the relational skills that are happening where like when we're together and we're looking at one another and we're talking, you're not sharing this with me. You're not even thinking to go to those places of vulnerability or what you're actually struggling with. Plus you're you're not reading body language. Yeah. Like Kelsey explained how fucking important it is, body language, to read body language. Oh yeah. It tells you a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like another issue is like in an email, like why are they choosing to hide? Right. If we're going to think of that in terms of body language, like you're literally hiding yourself while you're speaking to me. I can't see you. Yep. Yeah. I think it's a lot of, I think it's like a lot of anxiety. And especially if you're like, I I don't want to like act like I know what I'm talking about, but like I feel like if this, especially with like younger um, people, Mm -hmm. like that's a huge. And that's only just coming from just managing kids. Like oh, yeah, they're, they're, they are just very, very non-confrontational and like don't want like they'll be their true self in text message, but into your face. They soft. They just yeah. the soft generation. The social skills. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> that were lost during COVID doesn't. But that's well, that why I even, even before though. Yeah. yeah. No, like it's apparently it's actually gotten worse since COVID and like. I saw. I, I, I actually saw a uh, Gen Z like kid who like explained some. It was something stupid. Where it was like, why does Gen? How does Gen Z so like stupid when it comes to technology when it's been around them their whole lives? And that's why. Mm. Because that's why they're stupid. Yeah, that's why they don't know how to do certain things with like like USB sticks. They don't know what the fuck a thumb drive does. They don't know like what like an SD card does or like just dumb little things that like we all know is like. Okay, you just pop it in, drag shit on, and you're done. Right. So basically, you're saying the four of us are elite, and we're in the sweet spot. Yeah, we're in the sweet spot. We're not boomers. We're not boomers. I think I thought so. We're not boomers. We're not zoomers. We know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of where we're at. No, but it was like something. uh, What he was saying was like when we were in high school, like when I was, especially when I was in high school, um, we had those classes even in middle like middle school i had technology class we had like computers and like you we had typing class mm-hmm. we had dumb we had shit a, like we had that a lab full of the the mm-hmm. max the colored max yeah really yes. in elementary school i remember having those we too. got them and it was like a big deal and we practiced our typing and all that we had like two of them in our school and then the rest of them were like these big yeah. bulky white things that were bigger than my tv yeah. in, in with a screen the size like this. in computer class we learned mavis beef Mavis, Mavis Beacon, Beacon teaches typing. That was in middle school. I had that. But like yeah, middle school. We had that. That's red clay, baby. <clears throat> and then uh yeah, it was red clay, actually. <laughs> um and then uh Gen Z didn't they just 
stopped. They just assumed, yeah, you fucking know what to do. Like, so they those classes apparently don't exist anymore. So like all of like the super no, they're basic, nece- they're not necessary. They're not. And like, but I think are they it's, really basic? Because it's like if they're not contacting them in their daily life, like it doesn't serve for them to learn it. Yeah, like so that's like not to any. Not that I want to defend them, but it just no, makes yeah, sense like, to me contextually. Like if you've never had to like store something on a well that was the thing is like all these little tiny things like i did i just assumed gen z knew all of that like my son i had no idea it was even a fucking problem until i came across this kid talking about like how his generation doesn't know any of this basic i wonder if stuff and i was like i thought that you guys just did and and that's apparently why they just stopped teaching these classes so and then also covid like no one gave a shit well, I wonder if we all collectively wonder that because we were taught it, we came up with it, so it's we just assume everyone did. easy to yeah. assume that they also yeah. came up with it. Yeah, apparently they just stopped and they didn't. And I didn't know that. Like, why would eighteen-year-olds don't know how to like use like the most basic computer stuff? Well, how many eighteen-year-olds do you know? How would you know? None anymore. Thank exactly. God. Thank God. Thank God. No, but I think like alternative communication can be helpful but i don't think you should rely on it like i think that makes you a good therapist that you would look at that and be like well now we need to talk about this right because you're you're leaning into this this. but like i work with the autistic population and like people with autism often can't communicate socially so like if you're doing that's like i just got trained on like suicide prevention screening for um, teens with autism and one of the things was like if they're in crisis honor alternate communication like texting mm-hmm. yeah so if they're reaching out to you as your therapist as as the therapist again it's probably the call of the therapist yeah because it's like if you're looking at their body language and you're noticing that they're shutting down and they're like demonstrating autistic burnout mm. offer an alternate form of communication but it shouldn't be necessarily super relied on right yeah personally when i was using the chat feature it would just be to schedule an appointment i would do which that kind of makes sense that makes way more sense i would do little to no communication through the chat yeah because a i didn't want to feel like i was inundating somebody who was like also i i saw i think two different people through through better help i ended up with two but i i again i switched and i had tried i tried one landed on another a second time i tried one landed on another and i was like they they were saying that they also do other um like psych work as oh. a main job and better help as their side gig mm. so oh that could explain the the pay so personally i didn't want to inundate them with more shit i would just be like let's do it this day and then i would just bring it to the session that i was paying for i wonder if it's pre-licensed too that's what i'm starting to wonder what would Mm. that change Mm. well it would mean um that they need hours they need to work supervised clinical hours oh that would be actually really smart oh yeah i kind of thought of it as like the whole uber thing like it would this was their side hustle like they do they do yeah because like it's just thinking about like yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not to think of it like that but like i mean the hustle mentality of like need extra money or now to your point like oh need hours to 
like actually become like a licensed therapist. Oh, like would it would it count towards said hours or something? I yeah. don't know. Uh, if like what you just said, oh, yeah, yeah, as long like as they have a supervisor, yeah, it's yeah. clinical hours. Yeah, and all they have yeah. to do is just meet with them. They don't necessarily like, have to see Is that like practicing person. under somebody else's license? Is that what yes. that really essentially is? Okay. And you yeah, sign off on their paperwork and it's your certification <clears throat> on the line if something goes wrong. Yeah. Gotcha. I have another thing and I don't know how much time we have, but do it let's wrap up um, with it or something then this this might be a good it's uh, might be a good thing to wrap up with it's a little political um to a sense but like i'm listening <laughs> as as you two like being um in both in the fields that you're in like how do you feel what are your thoughts on the the phrase i mean i know like we all i think we're all adults and we're smart and we understand what defund the police means um which is take from the police and give to you know social workers to handle um situations like when there is like an autistic individual who's in the middle of a crisis now don't send a cop and have this like stuff like that like having people have who are licensed of, yeah. to deal with um mm-hmm. certain situations murdered or something mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on like actually doing that because for me i good question i think i yeah i really think that like society could benefit from not sending cops to handle situations that they don't know how to handle because all they know is detain kill detain and kill like that's like kind of like where well maybe not kill it's a fucked up thing yeah, to that's say a little, but i think it might that's a little, little reductive but. but um no like their, their whole thing is just to like just detain the situation like get to the situation understand what's going on detain and diffuse the situation by like just completely separating parties or bringing somebody to jail and then figuring it out later like that's kind of yeah. like what it reduces to i want to know your thoughts on it because i definitely have <laughs> thoughts but i don't want to monopolize the conversation i mean i feel like we all have our roles right so when i hear a sentence like that i think well a police officer has one role and a mental health provider has another role. Mm-hmm. And how would somebody do both, especially when, like we're pointing out, those two roles can be very contradicting and counter to one another. So really hard thing for one person then to embody and encompass. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, I think everywhere, like in every setting, right? Mental health services, the ability for us to focus more on ourselves and ask the kinds of questions of one another that we are right now, absolutely needed. Yeah. And I think it's not a one or the other I think it's it when I envision like a mobile crisis team, which has been piloted in a lot of different states, it just depends on approvals and money. And I'm sure things that money. I don't understand, most likely money because Colorado lot, was one. Yeah, because right? they really don't exist in a lot of places. No, yeah. Um, but I think that that model is usually a combination of mental health professionals <laughs> plus police plus i don't know everything in between community members like like it's it's got to be a blended approach Child services Child yeah services, like even I, medical stuff yeah because i would probably picture you would want like a nurse practitioner you would want a police officer you would want a social worker you would want a mental health therapist you would want i don't know somebody trained in like crisis response and intervention like a me like somebody that that has done those types of things you can deduce someone's behavior and figure out how to fucking treat them yeah people that are actually i think that like when you the fun like plug of like defund the police that like fun phrase that people just like love to throw out there i think that like my interpretation is um 
we should be looking at where our money is going when it comes to like training and supporting people that are working in those types of situations. So for example, I think a lot of people would agree with you as well. Yeah. It's like the training needs it, to it's be not there it. across the board. The people yeah. at the top have had it too good for too long and nobody's been asking like nobody has been asking enough questions about where the money is really going. There's no <coughs> record of it. They yeah. don't they don't have to show us or whatever. And I think that a big question is like are you are we asking the people that are doing this every day like what they feel they need to accurately and appropriately respond mm. and i think that a lot of them and this is an assumption but i think that a lot of them would probably be like no either i know what i'm doing right yeah. or yes i would really yeah. like i would really like some support in that but like for example when i was working with a population that needed crisis intervention because of severe behaviors, I had to get annual training that was 12 hours every year um, for my certification. And I, from my understanding of some police departments... You know how long the training Nothing. is in a police, in a police academy? You can get one like eight-hour training in de-escalation, and that's like the only one that you get. So like, And you only pass because you didn't fall asleep during the class. Right, like, so like... Uh, people like social workers and guidance counselors and people working in schools receive more de-escalation training more. than police officers and i, I disproportionately also, more yeah because i don't and I, in a good way but still well and i i kind of also have like another side thought i'm yeah. throwing a lot out there um no before i have another side thought of like are we studying the psychology behind why police officers are responding in specific ways to specific scenarios because they're in life or death situations that are likely shaping their behavior and causing them to perceive certain situations as life or death when they might not be so i think that like that's another missing piece and i don't know if you've ever thought about that but for me that's something that i'm just like it's so easy to throw out like a a defund the police and blah 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 but it's like are we really taking like a macro level approach and we're looking at the whole thing and like all the no, issues that's, yeah you know i agree i've had that like? i've actually had that thought before is like you can sit there and go like oh, cops are fucking stupid they just fucking all they want to do is just do this but then like you think like why is no one asking the question of why do cops respond like that to every situation like and some do and some do and some don't and so, exactly and, and we're only like, seeing what the what we see and, because of the internet and because of and the I've news personally cycle, like assisted families in calling crisis because of severe behaviors and had emts arrive and i've had police officers arrive and i've seen their de-escalation and it's not excellent <laughs> it's not Maybe. excellent um some officer could be having like like a deep-seated like trauma response mm-hmm. to a situation oh, that they're called to. I have yep. seen or so many adults triggered by children. Right, like it right. Is, it is a huge. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to kick a kid. No, I'm kidding. Plus, <laughs> the trigger warning on this episode. No, but I no. think that that's you ask a great question because I think a lot of people would likely feel similar to us that it's a super necessary. Um, distinction because not even just for autistic kids and we're like talking like lgbtq kids and like people of color that just should be able to seek out you know Mm -hmm. supports and and not feel like they're gonna die right 
when they probably already feel like they're gonna die yeah it's well like, it's it, it is scary because like I there's can, it's i can die with help or i can die without help yeah there's, so it's like why would i call the white so who, police yeah, officer who, who doesn't give a fuck about me when i could just handle my own business right. yeah and, and it's like but that's what's cool about a lot of crisis intervention awesome. like hotlines and things is like you can just text it so it's yeah. like for the kids that don't know how to communicate and don't mm-hmm. know it's like you have there is a lifeline you just have to like well the biggest well the biggest thing is like bystanders like um there was standards or bystanders bystanders like a like like a bystander (laughs) bystander okay gotcha yeah what did i say standard d in there my bad um bystander Uh uh-huh damn it i hate you all I just want to. No, but I like, only pointed it out because Tom pointed it yes, out. Yes, well, so somebody like somebody else like it happened. Um, I don't, it was like ten years ago now. Um, like the the autistic autistic gentleman who was shot by police. Like mm. he was having a freak out, and then there was there was a social worker with like somebody with him. Mm, yes, that the, was the it was it was his TSS worker. Yeah, and they were in the and, community. Yes, I remember exactly what you're talking. And about. that was something that like arise with. It was already being handled, and someone saw it and called the fucking yeah. cops, and then the cop responded. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like that—that's one thing. Is like, why the fuck? Like, there should have been the like, hey, there should have been the communication between mm-hmm. departments of like, this is already being handled. You do not need to dispatch police. When I work, I don't care what Susan says down the street. Tell her to go fuck herself. <laughs> tell her to go fucking make her pancakes go, in the garage work with her headphones on, and she'll be fine. Like that's all that needs to be said in that situation. When but. I worked in a residential facility, we would take um, individuals into the community, and these were up to twenty-one year old um, kids, like with like uh, intellectual disabilities, so pretty impacted. And we had little pieces of paper that we would bring with us. So if a kid um, had crisis behaviors in the community and somebody was concerned, we could just hand them the piece of paper so that way they would they would know. But there were still situations in which we had to call the police because maybe we didn't bring enough staff out into the community mm-hmm. and it still wasn't able to be handled. So we had to actually seek that out for, for the safety of the, of the kid yeah. and everybody else. There, there's definitely time and place but like yeah it's situations are so fucking it really it really comes i think it really just comes down as just like please just do not have enough training to go walk around the world with guns yeah i don't know did i i said a lot of things did you (laughs) want to say anything amazing and beautiful things you guys are just kind of making me think of like as we're talking about how different all of these different roles are and how they're needed in different ways it's kind of just reminding me of the basics right like i'm thinking of community Mm-hmm. in that way and like i'm thinking of uh i forget who the speaker's name is but it's it's called the danger of the one story and one of the examples that she uses in that is talking about how like when a community member would um maybe like they're isolating they're in their like house or something a lot and people aren't seeing them like that becomes a cue for neighbors where they all start kind of like talking about like what time tomorrow are you stopping over to see so and so and when are you stopping over and i'll bring food and I'll take care of the, you know, their animals or, and the community, everybody steps in to help. And so when I hear situations like this, where so many people are needed and everybody has a different role that's mm-hmm. needed, I yeah. go, wow, how disconnected we are from community and that sense of community. And Absolutely. that's probably likely the places that have those like mobile response, like that, that have like the social worker <clears throat> and all that. I wonder if they have a super strong 
so, like that sounds like maybe that community could, was empowered well, it's enough also to, funny. to try and get that it's funny because that's like that's where like the term defund the police comes from is to like it's not to just get rid of all that's like that buzzword yeah, of like, like get reallocate. rid of all the money yeah it's reallocate the it funds should be reallocate not fucking yeah like there's certain like let's be honest there's a lot of townships cities counties everything that don't need tanks throughout yeah, this I country mean, we're, we're or like one. yeah like why don't we wilmington just pay doesn't need teachers we have the national guard right up the street like let's just pay teachers a livable wage because those are the too. people that are working with these small children that are in First. crisis mm. that can't service them that's my oh, hot, yeah. that's my hot take everybody now, I'll, i would say not every everybody but most people go to school every day Oh yeah, and they and, have to by law, right? So if the teachers <laughs> or they're said, truant, if the teachers in said school were trained and paid a, be- a livable yeah. and better wage, would probably. I literally had a job in public schools because there were so many traumatized children in crisis that needed supports pushed into the district, mm-hmm. so the district could save money, so that way they didn't have to send the kids out of the out of their community, away from their peers and their families, mm. to get educated. So if you just funnel in supports for these little kids, you know, I worked with kids. I was fortunate enough to work with kids that I saw in second grade reach fifth grade. So I was with them for three years Mm -hmm. and I saw second graders that like were flipping desks and hurting each other and running out of the building and needed all these intense supports go from that to fifth grade where they just have to go check in with like a special ed teacher. Mm. so it's like the proof is there mm. it's just again where does that money come from like mm. where do we take it from because it's going all these other places and that's like not fixing the actual there's so yeah. much of it but none of it where it's needed well it's yeah. like the where where can the money come from like do, um i don't know how how long has it been since the uh sugar tax remember philadelphia imposed the, like, sugar yeah. oh yeah and that was supposed to go to philadelphia schools to Fund, yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> what, what I don't know. I see a lot, of, a lot of sodas went up, but not much schools got better. Yeah, Arizona. <laughs> Arizona's a dollar twenty nine, but <laughs> wonder why that is. Uh, oh, I also heard a like this, might which be was I remember here when it, when that first happened, like the whole like sugar tax, like everyone's like, oh, that means my beer's gonna, I'm like my drink, I'm like, dude, who gives a fuck? Like if the schools are gonna be better, I'm for it. Let's let's fucking well, go. They and didn't then, get better. So. Yeah, this might just be rumored, but I also heard that that is why the lottery was established. Is to support schools. The money that goes into the lottery is supposed to be funding public schools. Also, what hmm. the hell? Mm-hmm. There's now. I have no, I have no ground to stand on. That is not my now. If thing. that was I just heard so, it. if that was true. If the money, this is gonna sound so fucked up. This is a big fucking. I also I grew up poor, so so you're familiar with the lottery. Um, (laughs) If it's it it is if the money from the lottery was going to help public schools, inner city schools would be Be fucking fucking bumping, dude. (laughs) And they're not. That's that's exactly why I said to my yeah. I I I hear what you're saying. Because if there's anyone playing the lottery, it's people in cities. I don't don't see it happening. Yeah. That that's not like where that, that like it's it just it's wild though because like i just saw like a, like a, a tiktok of like someone's like high school that had a fucking broadcast room they had a whole fucking olympic sized swimming pool a whole olympic sized diving pool um they had a whole indoor track they had like all of this shit and this was like a calif like a i think it was in california i can't remember what it was like 
dude, this is fucking insane. Like, all the money that this one school is getting can probably fund better, like... What kind of school was it? Was like, public no, school, private school? Public school. It looked like a public school. It which could is have been wild. a private school. It could have been I a mean, private school, too. I smell but private school. It was just wild. I was like, dude, all of that money, well, it also comes to, like... Uh, it also depends on what There's part a certain of amount of money that you're yeah. making that much... If you're making that much money a fucking year, like, probably should just be... Yeah, parents are probably paying for their kids to go there, and it's, it's probably yeah. right. It sounds even more like a charter school. It might have been. I don't know. All I know charter is I, I saw that, bad, and I was though. like, "Dude, you yes. guys have a whole like state. Like, you guys could fund a whole state of schools with this one fucking school." Yeah. I feel like some schools too. Like they have different reputations. Like some schools are known for being like athletic and really sports yeah. driven. So yeah. then, like you can tell, like that's where their money goes. But yeah. in terms of like the actual. <clears throat> Well, look, there's a lot of colleges like that. There's a lot of head coaches in like uh, college football that make more than NFL coaches. I believe that, which is fucking insane. I could be lying about that. I think I read it somewhere. I believe it, but that's actually actually that's a so. My thing is how much how much money does one school need? regardless a of lot. how no like more than i'm talking know. about like this school that like the broadcast room this room that, like all of this stuff you really stuck on this california school yes huh? because now i'm thinking that tuition like like you guys are saying if it's a private school or it's a charter school the parents are paying a lot of money for their children to go there mm-hmm. how much money how much profit does that school need to make what's their nut you mean it's probably massive yeah like that can't. There should be. In, in well, order, just it, think of what a teacher's salary is. Yeah, what I'm saying. It's, it's a, a si- fraction of what. <clears throat> yeah. That yeah. Well, my whole thing is like just like thinking of like just the whole like you know, we need to tax rich people more to like support community. Like, the dean of that fucking school or pr- principal or whatever does not need to be making as much money as they're making. Probably not. Even and the superintendent money, in that school district I yeah, worked at that, over two hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that money should that money for like a school like that should trickle down into like helping the rest of the state or the rest of the county or city or whatever. Like, it's got to be like an LA school. You know what I mean? Like Hollywood is it probably like where it was. Like, that's got to, like, go to help the rest of the district. There's, like, so much money. We just figured it out, you guys. That's so much this money. That's how we fix education in this country. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank like, God if you... did it, finally. I'm hopeless on the education system. <laughs> I am, too. It's not going to work. No one's going to do it. No. Um, my point is, like, there's just so much money in that, especially when it's, like, your kid has to go to high school. Well, this goes back... And you're going to pay for them to go to one that's safer and better like it sounds like you should go to that school and just beat everybody up i have guns oh i'm kidding like we said earlier I'm trigger kidding. Kidding. Warning. <laughs> <laughs> no but like in all seriousness like that's i, I don't know well there's one thing I'm that like speaking out my ass on a lot of that though no way i'm wondering no. if you guys have heard anything about like social emotional intelligence in that way in schools because Mm-hmm. When I was um, getting my undergraduate, I got a pretty sweet job um, for the Carlisle School County, so for those seven public schools, because research had shown that 
if you teach kids more emotional intelligence skills, one, they do a lot better academically, but their mental mm-hmm. health is tremendously better and things like yeah. self-confidence and stuff too. Yep. So this program wish. got funding know, right? specifically, <laughs> right, to carry this out in these seven schools to further the research mm-hmm. to see like what really is the impact when kids have this available. So I feel like we, like all school systems now, like that's a huge part of our education and experience. Yep that they are not providing at all. That was There's a no huge, conversation about that. That so was it's a huge like, part of my job was to help teach the teachers to use social emotional learning in effective ways. Hmm. And, and teachers <clears throat> know it. Teachers know that it works. Yeah. It's just do you have the time and energy to put into actually doing it de-escalating and teaching replacement skills like oh, identifying so emotions yeah. yeah that shit's so fun and like kids like to do it so they like fun. to know how they feel yeah and, like especially young probably kids. makes them feel smart that's yeah. what i was gonna say especially younger kids and like connected. that's gotta be and very validating too probably yeah they get to be connected instead of sitting here and being like i feel terrible and nobody understands how i feel it's Man. like they could look at their partner and be like Wait did a that second. did that to me in middle school i would have been like fuck yeah let's keep going well i think probably people like more. us probably tried and the school said mm, we don't that's need that. that's a lot of money <laughs> you guys tried but then they said oh what's add give them ritalin yes they so, did that's exactly <laughs> Yeah. And my mom said nay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I... I didn't even know you did. What so. you're saying, Neither did I. <laughs> what you're saying is so true, though. Mm-hmm. Because they... I like... Didn't you send the TikTok in the group chat the other day about, like, the best thing you can learn is emotional regulation? Did you send that? Or did I see that somewhere? Maybe. I mean, that's kind of, like, my thing, You right? drop like some fucking regulation. knowledge bombs all the time, but, <laughs> like, I think... Yeah, I think human beings would be better in general oh, if yeah. everybody learned, like, emotional regulation. Oh, my God, Yes. That was one of my favorite experiences was being a teacher to that and seeing the direct impact that that had on kids. Like when I would have a kiddo and their parents would pick them up and they'd be like, how was your day? And they would be like, I'm really sad today. Do you think you could just sit with me and talk with me for a little while? Damn. That's a win. Right. Or just the kids that like have that immediate like reaction to something triggering and like just fucking lose their minds. And then eventually they are just like, oh, I don't have to flip this desk I'm mad at you right now. I haven't been back here in so long. That it was like two weeks ago you were here. He- he- hearing, no, hearing <laughs> that question, like after a day at school, mm-hmm. my mom mm-hmm. would be like, how was your day? I'd be like, every day, fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> right? You know what I would do to have had emotional intelligence when I was that age? Fuck me. That's crazy. Well, I was skipping class and smoking weed in a trailer park mm-hmm. like a fucking idiot i was sitting in so class. every day was it was good i was sitting in, sitting in class waiting for it to be over yeah so parents watching this from a behavior That's analyst absolutely and a, and a counselor uh, teach, teach emotional, emotional regulation to your kids it's literally hijacking <laughs> your brain it's how do you think there are a thousand that books was, that too was that actually can help you teach it my la- what? Uh, one more time what there's like a thousand books for kids on how to like that can help you teach it too do you like know kids any book. off the top of your head <clears throat> no but if you if you go on amazon and you just look up emotional regulation kids books mm, for sure emotional stuff. intelligence was something uh vans when i worked for them that was something they were pushing with like their store managers is just like to understand yourself and to like understand mm-hmm. in order to understand your staff and all that like it was very interesting um that is interesting. Vans um, is like have a sense of self. Yeah, not anymore. Fuck them. Fuck fuck Vans, fuck VF. We're 
Um, I'll say it right now. I don't care. We're we're all wearing Vans except for. Oh, I'm still wearing Nikita. Vans, but I already I got <laughs> these fifty percent off. I don't care. Yeah. Um. Do you want to plug your business one more time? Oh yeah, that. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um. So. Full Living Wellness is my private practice. Um, you can check that out by looking at fullivingwellness.com. And we also have an Instagram page that you are welcome to check out. And then if you are looking for services with insurance coverage, then I would take a look at Riverward Wellness Collective. We have offices in Fishtown and in Westchester, so we offer a hybrid of telehealth and in person. And if you have any questions, just reach out to us and let us know what those questions are. Fuck yeah. You yeah. can also Thank pay you. her on Venmo. Yeah, I also have Venmo for her services. Yeah. She also takes Target gift cards. I do. I heard. I As of tonight, that is now on the website. You guys get me. Enter your barcode. <laughs> there's not there's not much further we can go from here. This is, this has been fucking sweet. No, you guys have been great. This has been fucking awesome. I, I love This has been insightful too. Like I, I learned I a lot about you tonight. I can't thank you guys enough for coming down and Kelsey, yeah. especially you again. I will as much as you want to talk about my job. I will. I will do it. Well, I truly, really enjoy it. Literally, have an open door invitation at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's been much fun. like Mikey did. Yeah, now I'm a host. Now he's on the show. I love that. In my house. Yeah, <laughs> which is beautiful, by the way. Oh, thank you. I like it very you have much. A great place. I bought the furniture. She decorated. Well, you guys compliment each other. Uh, now all you need is at least two to a three cat. cats. Yep. Don't. Shh. We're getting there. Two to three. My, my landlord might be watching. It starts. Oh Fuck they're, landlords they're too. <laughs> they're not. No. no, I like ours. They don't show up. They say this is the water bill. That's well, it. Now they're gonna show up. Nah, Fuck. No, they won't. <laughs> this has been. Thank you for your service, babe. Hi, the cat. <laughs> Find us on Instagram. Thanks for your services. Underscore podcast. And if you have a story, or if you don't use social media, or. If you want to get into detail or you want to tell me to shut up or anything. Tell Tom can, to shut up. Please tell him to shut up. <laughs> that would send be so funny. An email at thank you for your services at gmail.com. And that's thank you for you are services at gmail.com. You guys have anything else? Nothing? Nope. That's it. Thanks for it. I got to pee. Yeah. Again. Oh, is that what you were doing? <laughs> Do you want to get your shit rocked? Come to open mat. At vault. Yeah. Come vault yes. Mat. Oh, yes. We absolutely have to plug the vault. The vault. Go for it. Yeah, do it. Please come to the vault. Especially, especially if you're a woman. If you're a woman. <laughs> if you're if you're interested in being, as as Matt Kelly would say, being trained to be a fucking, fucking weapon, weapon. Ooh, come to the ooh, vault. Love it that. It is super awesome. You don't have to know what you were doing at all. You don't have to be in shape at all. If you want to get in shape, I highly recommend it. But absolutely come. It's a lot of fun and you will be better for it. Nice. The vault, Morton. The vault. <laughs> I'll zoom in on that. Goddamn right. Oh, you know what? I swear to God, this is the last thing. Okay. All right. Because I, you, you go ahead. Like, you I, go. No, you're first. Go for it. I just heard, um, I heard about a, another jujitsu school, uh, school doing a women's self defense, like, jujitsu. Seminar mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this from the girls? From yes. Last week? Yeah. It is exactly from yeah. the girls because they went and they loved it. Oh, okay. It's, I was waiting it's to specifically hear specifically for women to learn self defense. And right? like Danielle had never ever done any jujitsu before, and she fell in love with it. Yeah. Yay! So very important. I it, think that's very necessary. Does the vault do anything like that, or do you think they would? Absolutely. Yeah. One. They're um, talking. They're talking about. 
They should uh, do some there, more talking. Apparently, th- <laughs> ideas are being thrown around because it's not For my sure. business, so I don't want to want to necessarily say what's happening. But you're simply a patron. I'm yeah. a patron, but and it's been discussed. Your opinion is still valid, though. This is yeah, true. It's true. definitely in the works, and um, even with that, Matt Kelly and Sabrina Kelly are they own it their husband and wife also so if you come in and you're wanting to just check it out like sabrina will just roll with you for a first like intro class like you don't even have to take a class with other people at first if you're yeah. not comfortable with that. the owner and roll that's yeah yeah but even like we're just exploring they're exploring options for people that don't necessarily just go pee, just go pee man no, I'm just, my pillow. we support you they're they're exploring options for <laughs> for people that don't necessarily want to learn like the martial art but want to learn self-defense, which is really important. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that would be really cool if they did that. Ed Tweed sold jujitsu to me when he said, if you are within arm's reach, you are 100% in control of the outcome. Hmm. And I said, wow. I aspire to be there. <laughs> what an amazing man. Ed Tweed rolls every single day before work and after Eddie work. Tweed? Yes. I would love to know how he physically takes care of his body because I am in agony <laughs> <laughs> it every day. <laughs> my arm hurts he drinks lots of milk i, I have no Ew. idea <laughs> let's wrap it thank you yeah, thanks for that. coming guys <laughs> all right guys to thank the computer you. room thank you bye <laughs>